Welcome to Project Perseverance with me, Molly Ovenden. You know, it can be so tempting to quit when life gets hard, but the reality is when we persevere, we overcome. So do you want to run your race instead of your neighbor's? Do you want to finish strong and actually get your words from brain to book? Do you want to stay focused when the shiny over there beckons you? Listen in. This is for you when you're struggling and want to quit. Keep the momentum one step at a time. We're in this together. I'm Molly Ovenden, and this is Project Perseverance. Hey, I'm so excited to share this discussion today, this insider peek at a coaching session with my client, Julie. Now, Julie is working on writing a memoir about some of the painful things in her past. And so I just want to let you know uh, of a little trigger warning here. In this episode, we do discuss um, things involving abuse and eating disorders and suicide. So I just wanted to let you know that before we keep going in this episode today. So Julie is writing a memoir about painful things in her past, things that she used to fear, and how she's overcome that. Julie's a woman of faith and has a really rich story of through her faith in God, being able to overcome this. And so her heart is to help others who are in her situation to overcome this. And that's why she is working on writing this memoir so she can share a story of hope and overcoming to encourage others who are in the midst of pain. And Julie is also, I just, I love working with her because she has transformed so much in the short time that we've been working together. She's not only writing this memoir and and diving deep in her past, but she's also growing in her poetry writing, growing in essay writing, growing in journaling. And she's, she's bringing in multiple genres into her memoir. And so we sort of begin the discussion in the start of this coaching session about all of these genres and different pieces that she has and how to bring them into a whole. But we go into getting clear on who Julie's ideal reader is. So when you write memoir, when you can picture your ideal reader, that's going to help you discern the order of stories and poems and other types of writing in your memoir. We also talk about how noticing people in your everyday life with whom you interact and how that's going to determine whether they would be your ideal reader in how you interact with them. Are you sharing the stories that you're writing about with these people? If so, what kind of person are they? Let's dig deeper and and figure out maybe that is someone you can picture as you're writing and as you're putting your memoir together. And another thing that we talked about, because there are so many deep and painful issues that Julie has experienced and that she knows others experience on a daily basis, and that's why she wants to help them. 
we we talk about allowing yourself to write into those deep and painful places so that you can invite your reader on a journey of transformation while they read your story because if we don't share the darkness the light isn't as bright and so we just get into the surface just beyond the surface of of discussing that and so so those are some of the things that we'll be talking about in this snippet of today's coaching session so if you're writing memoir or if you are trying to figure out who your ideal reader is you have an idea of why you're writing you have this passion behind it but you're you're kind of stuck on on all the pieces that you've got as you've been gathering in this writing and drafting phase. Just want to encourage you to listen and be inspired by Julie's journey as we're talking through this. And um, I just want to invite you into this inside experience of, of a coaching session with me. And so grab a cozy hot drink, something to write with. You're going to want to take some notes and, um, let's let's get started <laughs> all right here is the conversation with my client julie well we are here for some coaching with julie and you have been working on your memoir and you are incorporating poetry in your memoir so you had mentioned what you want some help with is just choosing how to incorporate the poetry and just looking at some of the structure to help you find your way in this this drafting phase yeah i think i had shared with you um on the sharing time about the money piece and giving mm -hmm. examples and and that kind of thing. Well, now I started another piece of things that I'm afraid of and, or what fears me. And then I wrote some on that and included a journal entry. And after it was about like the abuse that I, that was inflicted. Yeah. Then after that, I was going to put my fear of food mm -hmm. and, and how that um, played a part in, in my fear piece. And so I have another poem because I have the fear not one. I think I read to you guys. I don't, I then have a promised land poem that deals with my eating disorder. So okay. I think, okay, do I put this fear not one after the two things that I mentioned with the abuse and the money, you know, financial piece. And then after the fear of food, incorporate the promised land piece. And I just was wondering, is that too close together or? Um... Yeah, yeah. So number one, I just want to say, this is so exciting that you, uh, you have been making so much progress. Oh, <laughs> and I, when we first talked, you were writing poetry and you were sharing it in your small group and with, with friends and, and family members, but now you are writing your memoir and you're incorporating that poetry practice into it. And it is so exciting that you have to ask the questions. What do I do with all of this that I've written? Because you're really <laughs> prolific. Oh, thank you. So that's number one. When you consider how far you've come 
What does that feel like? Well, it feels really gratifying. You know, um, I can honestly say it's, it's a lot of fun. It's not a chore when I'm doing this. The reason is, is because I have come so far. And if I was at the beginning stages when I was going through the different helps and counseling and all that kind of stuff, um, it was, I mean, a lot of poetry came out of that, but I don't think I was in the position to write um, with a spirit of joy as I am right now, because I've come, on, I've come on the other side of a lot of this. So it's exciting for me to share with other people that hopefully they too would read this and know that they could come on the other side too. Yeah. So the purpose for writing is to express your own gratitude for the healing that you've experienced. And then secondly, to be able to offer an opportunity for encouragement for others. Yeah. Okay. And so when you think about the, the person for whom you're writing this memoir, Describe that person for me. Um, a person that is going right now through um, hurt and wanting encouragement because of that and to give them hope that there is that. But um, it's also wanting to um, encourage others that they too can come on the other side in a mm -hmm. good way, mm -hmm. but also to uplift those who have come on the other side and say that, yeah, I've succeeded. Yes, there is hope or, or someone else has gone through the similar experiences I have and then, they're, but they're able to put it into words and hopefully, you know, they mm -hmm. too put journal or write poetry or, or sure. whatever to help them with their journey. So. Yeah, awesome. That's a beautiful purpose to be able to have your focus on why you're doing this is to encourage and uplift and, and inspire. Mm -hmm. And so as you're walking down the street or going through the grocery store or, you know, bumping into people in everyday life, which of those people would you say Oh, this book is for you. You know, that's what it's hard to say. I mean, I think I had touched on it earlier. Um, it's hard to know without knowing that person. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the whole purpose of writing it is because you would hope that person would, you know, pick up that book and say, yes, this is me, you know? And I, I'm the kind of person that, okay, I'm going through the grocery store and I do pray for people. It's like, mm. oh, I pray for that person. I don't know what they're going through, but help me touch them, you know? And, and um, so that's kind of how I operate. Mm -hmm. and, um, I mean, to give you an example, I, um, saw two people at the gas station that constantly are waiting on me. And I felt led to um, 
write them an encouraging note, let them know, you know, not a pushy note or, or a, um, you know, that kind of stuff or a, a note that says, okay, you have to do this or whatever, but just an encouraging note say, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm praying for you. I think you're a real special person. Thank you for waiting on me. And then I shared with them that poem for such a time as this. So telling them that there's a, a time for that. This is a time for them. And God has great and awesome things for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and one of the ladies says, you know, I really like that. That touched me. So that's how I, that's kind of how I operate. And that may sound weird or, or off the wall, but not that I do that to everybody. God forbid, <laughs> people think I'm really weird, <laughs> but I, I ask, you know, God, is there someone you want me to touch today? You know, that kind of stuff. And so you, you said that that really impacted that woman. What, what else do you know about that woman? Well, I do know that she had a friend who committed suicide Okay. Um, she had shared with me that a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, cause she was wearing a shirt and um, I said, oh, that is a really cool shirt, you know? And it had the name of this person. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, who is that? And she mm-hmm. said, oh, it's a friend of mine who died. And then I said, oh, I'm sorry. I said, did you want to share how he passed away? She says, well, she was afraid to say it, you know, and she said, well, he committed suicide. And I said, I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. but I didn't push it any farther. In fact, I felt guilty about even asking then mm-hmm. because um, I didn't want to overstep a boundary. Sure. But, um, but so I brought, I didn't say anything more or anything like that, but I felt touched, you know, God just touched my heart to say, write mm-hmm. this to this person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're getting a little bit closer. The reason that I'm asking these questions about who you're writing this for is to help you be able to picture how they are going to experience your book. Mm -hmm. So as you're prayerfully approaching these interactions with people in your everyday life, you're creating these moments of connection Mm -hmm. and you're writing a note you're using your gift of the written word to be able to inspire encourage uplift instill hope Mm -hmm. in uh, women everyday women who have lived enough life to have experienced something pain Mm -hmm. painful and so when when you're writing your memoir and when you're writing poetry and as you're thinking through where does this poem fit what would it look like to have that woman at the gas station in mind as you're putting this together um what do you mean i'm sorry um so your your original question that you're wanting help with is where to put certain poems, the order in which to put things. And so when you have the person that's going to read your book in mind, yes, Mm -hmm. there may be 
hundreds and hundreds, thousands, millions, perhaps people who will read your book, Julie. It's really helpful to have one person in mind that you're writing this book for, because that way you can create that conversational connection, that real authentic connection with that person, as you've said that you've done with this gal in the gas station, but then other, other people that you have these one-on-one -on -one interactions with. So when you're deciding, do I put this poem here? Do I put it here? Do I use this one? What's a good idea? My question for you is, how might you approach structuring and writing your memoir in the similar way that you've been approaching writing a note to someone you see on a regular basis? Well, um, I, uh, I think it depends. You know what I'm saying? Because it's gonna touch, people are gonna have different things they're dealing with. They might not be dealing with all the things that I put in this memoir, right. just pieces of it. And um, so I try to get, I wanna get a general um, general feelings like, so the, the feeling of fear, put that in there and then break it down. And mm -hmm. breaking it down, hopefully touching someone's heart that, okay, I'm not afraid of this, but I am afraid of this. Yeah. Like I have a friend at church and I'm going to be, I got her phone number and um, she's dealing with some eating, you know, fear food type things. And I'm going to give her that, that poem about the promised land. So, yeah. you know, but she probably wasn't experiencing fear other ways. So when someone reads this, I want them not to feel like so overwhelmed, like, gosh, I'm experiencing all of this. You know, I, I'm hoping that they will um, see, okay, I, I identify with parts of this and that, that helps me. Mm -hmm. So like, like it did with the person at the gas station, I didn't sit and share my whole story. I didn't share, you know, all the poems that I wrote. I just wrote one or shared one that might apply to her life. And that's how the poems I want to, um, to um, how, how I want them to work. Mm -hmm. So so yes, and so I'm going to ask it in a little bit different way. We're we're narrowing in here, I think. Um, when when you think about yourself in these days of experiencing the pain from which you've healed, mm -hmm. would that Julie benefit from your book that you're writing? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Because it was out of that pain that these poems came from. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't come at all the time after I was healed. Yeah. It came during the time I was healing. And that's how a lot of my journal entries when I'm incorporating some of those yeah. with um, shows that okay, at this time, I was experiencing this and it was real. And so hopefully when people read that, they will say, okay, out of her pain came something positive, but she did experience this pain so that hopefully they yeah. can relate to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So 
you you'll want to be creating an experience for your readers okay we in order to allow transformation we have to as individuals recognize that there is pain that we need to transform from a lot of people don't have a self-awareness or don't allow themselves to be aware that they are that what they're experiencing is pain and so sometimes by going to that level of depth in sharing our own story they're able to identify that connection and that maybe that is what is causing pain in their lives so in sharing your story through your memoir whether it's with po prose or journal entry or um, poetry you're taking your reader on a journey mm -hmm. of recognizing where they're at right now and that, like you said, you the note that you wrote, you weren't saying this is what you have to do and here's how to live a certain way and do these things and really intense. <laughs> but instead, you're sitting with them where they're at and saying that you're with them. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And so that's what you're doing in this book but for a longer period of time. Okay. And so, yes, we want tons of people to be positively impacted and uplifted by your book. But if, if you write this book for everybody that you see and try to meet the needs of everybody, it ends up being very surface because oh. everyone is different. Yep. And so when you think of writing this book, maybe you have the gal at the gas station in mind. Maybe you have young Julie in the midst of pain in mind. And other women like young Julie, like the gal at the gas station, will connect with that. And others will probably too. When we have clarity in our message and a clear direction of who we're writing this for, then other people are able to connect to the bits that they can connect to, and they can do that themselves. But when we try to make the connections for everybody, we, it's not possible to connect with everybody. Right. And so when you have clarity on who your ideal reader is that will help you make the decisions of how to sit in the discomfort and sit in that pain and it will help you know the rate at which to bring them along the journey and because you're dealing with very sensitive topics that are really deep in your heart as well You'll, you'll be able to deal sensitively with that as you're bringing it up. So if you imagine writing this book like you're having a conversation with your reader, this lady at the gas station, 
that's going to help you know how deep, how quickly, in which order to put all of the stories so that you can sit with them through transformation. Oh, so great. Oh my goodness. I just love Julie's heart so much. And it's just such a treat to get to witness some of her progress as she's growing as a writer and growing as a storyteller. And so uh, hopefully our discussion around incorporating multiple genres and writing memoir with the reader in mind was helpful for you or got your, your appetite for writing what that you're you're interested you're intrigued you're you're thinking about the writing work that you're doing so if you are interested if your interest is is peaked i i would love to chat with you i invite you to go to mollyovenden.com coaching and schedule a strategy call let's have a conversation to see if working together, hiring me as your coach could be a great next step for you in your writing process. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Project Perseverance. I'm Molly Owenden. As a creative writing coach, I work with writers every day who are committed to pressing on through the messy middle of book writing and learning how to share their words, getting them from brain to page and into the hands of those readers who will devour their words. They learn how to show consistently even when the going gets tough all around them. I know firsthand about doubts, indecision, comparison, and imposter syndrome. The yes to today's shiny, easy excitement becomes dull tomorrow when the newness wears off, when an unforeseen challenge arises, and when doubts and negativity creep in. And this is why we need people in our lives to speak truth, refocus our perspective, and cheer us on. So each episode is featuring a variety of perseverance thoughts, lessons, motivations, and encouragement from me as your host, and an ever-changing panel of Perseverance expert guests. Thanks again so much for listening to Project Perseverance with me, Molly Ovenden. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to the show so that you can be notified when a new episode becomes available. And also, it's super helpful to me and to any other podcast you love if you would take a moment to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about Project Perseverance, please visit mollyovenden.com slash podcast. The most empowering thing you can do for yourself is take action. Until next time. Happy persevering.